Texas 5-3. The Rangers leading Arizona in the seventh inning. Our 5 o'clock hour this afternoon is the service of VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. And they are currently hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All the openings start at $17 an hour or more, and you can apply at 7601 Imperial Drive. We welcome into the uh, program from Locked on Horn Frogs, the podcast, Stephen Simcox. Stephen, good afternoon. How are you? I'm good. I've heard there's still good tickets available for that D-backs Rangers game in Arizona. I think there might be more people in the studio with you there, Tom. Hey, great so seats. Yeah, great seats still available. There is no question about it. Uh, for the for the get-out-of-town game on the mini two-game series with, uh, with Arizona. But this is a red-hot Ranger team, Stephen, and they may not lose another one. Oh, Lord. Sure thing. Break them up, man. I mean, they're, they're doing it. Uh, yeah, they're a fun group to watch right now. I'll be honest, you know, as football has come into full swing, especially with college football starting up this past weekend, it's hard for me to uh, to lock in. So if, if you were watching, I know you guys, you kind of have to do this because of your job, but if you're watching Rangers D-backs voluntarily, please call the station. Please get in touch with Aaron, and he can put you in touch with me, and I have good licensed professionals that can help you out. <laughs> 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 Well, yeah, I mean, we, we've, we've kind of got it on in the studio. I'll, I'll, you know, anyway, Stephen, it looks like Friday that this conference may have a, a different look to it. It sure does. And, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I think there's still some issues, right? I mean, the four teams that are getting added maybe don't move the needle from a, a national brand perspective. But some pretty good football programs, UCF and Houston and Cincinnati, and, uh, and BYU potentially joining the league. And the first, one thing that stood out in my mind today when I was thinking about it, it's a really good crop of coaches, too. You know, Gus Malzahn um, was at Auburn for a long time, and now he's started that, that journey there at UCF. Uh, Dana Holderson, it really hasn't come together yet at Houston, but he's another guy with great pedigree. He obviously knows the conference really well. Um, Kalani Sitaka at BYU has come off a great season. And Luke Fickle at Cincinnati, I mean, that's a top-ten team. We'll see what they do as the year goes on. But they played the big bowl game last year against Georgia, and they were competitive. This ends up, in my mind, being a really competitive football and basketball conference. And if you keep that automatic qualifier for the playoffs, when and if it eventually expands, uh, I think the Big 12 makes out pretty well here. Now, money-wise, it could be a problem. And I, I get that is the big elephant in the room. But from a fan perspective, like, I don't really care how much money TCU makes in TV dollars because none of that goes in my pocket. Like, I just want good competitive football, and I think that is available in a new-look Big 12. Um, I'll be interested to see how these teams handle, like, a Power 5 schedule. We've seen other teams make that jump. TCU did it. Utah did it. And there's been success, but it hasn't been as consistent as it was in the Mountain West. I'm kind of excited, though. Maybe it's because I just felt like the demise of the conference was inevitable. Uh, but I think they've actually kind of rallied fairly nicely here. Can this conference survive? With I mean, and I agree, I think it's going to be a fun conference to watch. I, I, I don't know uh, how competitive some of those teams will be right off the bat, but, I mean, you never know from year to year. But can this conference survive without that big TV dollar and, and make it sustainable for the foreseeable future? Yeah, well, I guess that just depends on what, what people's priorities are. I, I mean, can it survive and be a viable league that has 
good competition, yes. Um, now, as far as the financial dollars go, I think a lot of that depends on where is college football going in the next few years. The SEC has made it known they're trying to, you know, swing even more for the fences with the two schools that they've added. Uh, the ACC and Pac-12 and Big Ten have made this weird alliance that I still don't really understand, but they're trying to preserve, you know, their integrity, I guess, as, as being in the elite club. Um, and if, if that's what it becomes, if it becomes even more of a, a sport where there's sort of the haves and the have-nots, uh, then that could be problematic for the Big 12. But, I mean, that being said, I know this is not what people want. There's a lot of conferences, though, outside the Power Five that compete and have good teams and have fans that are passionate about what, you know, they're doing as a school. Um, I think it's a hard question to answer just because we don't know what the future of the sport's going to look like. I think if the playoff expands, like they were talking about before everything sort of um, went haywire with, with realignment, then there's opportunities because the Big 12 can potentially get in still with the not about qualifier bid or, you know, still be at the table if you're looking at full teams. Um, and if that becomes a reality, I don't think this is as big of a hit as it initially uh, looked at first. But we'll have to see, you know, the SEC kind of runs the show. And, and what do they want to do? You're, you're sort of at the mercy of them, unfortunately. Stephen, this uh, this Saturday it's TCU and the Bears, and, and it should be a fun one. I, I'm looking forward to it. But it's the other Bears. It's the Cow Bears. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, it is, Tom. And, I mean – I think there's a lot of momentum for this game before the season started just because you know, TCU handled Duquesne fine. Uh, they basically played one half of football. They, they knocked the third and fourth quarter and I was down to 12 minutes, which I didn't know you could do that, but apparently you can. Uh, so this will be their first real test of the season. Cal is coming off a loss to Nevada. Uh, Justin Wilcox, though, has a good defense, so I think we'll get a better idea of what this TCU offense looks like. And I, I imagine this will be a pretty hungry and desperate team coming in on the Cal Bears because you don't want to fall to 0-2. You lost the game that you were favored in at home early in the season, so 0-2 would be a pretty big disaster. Uh, 2.30 kick in Fort Worth. I, I know it's getting a little cooler out here, but I expect warm, warm temperatures when that game is played, which might end up being a factor. Uh, but what I'm looking for most as far as matchup-wise is, you know, the TCU offense, which there's been a lot of optimism about them being better. Uh, well, Cal has a pretty good defense. You know, they only gave up 22 points last week. Uh, Justin Wilcox is a, a former defensive coordinator. What can they do against a team that can match them athletically and get after them a little bit? When you look what you, the Frogs were able to do last Saturday, could you get a decent read? I mean, they're pretty balanced rushing and, and passing-wise, but you mentioned – cutting the quarters down in the third and fourth quarter. Could, could you get a, a decent feel for where this offense is going, at least early? Not really. I think it was pretty simple. Uh, they just kind of relied on their receivers to make plays in one-on-one matchups. What I will say about the game, um, I mean, they did what they were supposed to do. They pretty much overwhelmed Duquesne. And they played games against FCS opponents in the past. And they didn't have one last year because of COVID, but – in 2019, they played Arkansas Pine Bluff, and, I mean, they won that game, and they won it pretty comfortably, but you could tell it was sort of a struggle to put drives together and, and get points. That was not the case on Saturday. I mean, they really moved up and down the field at will. The only thing that set them back was a couple of silly penalties. 
Um, so I guess if you're looking for optimism, that's encouraging. But I don't really believe you got any sort of read on, you know, how good they could actually be just because uh, of the level of competition. But they handled their business, and, and now we'll get a better look in week two. Stephen, what, uh, what do you got working for the podcast? Well, plenty of coverage of, you know, these potential teams joining that we mentioned earlier. Um, so we'll have that up. Gary Patterson spoke on Tuesday. We'll have some of that audio up on tomorrow's episode. And it's uh, Locked on Horn Frogs. You can get it wherever you get podcasts. And on Twitter, I'm at Simcox Steven if you want to uh, follow me. I try to post the show every day. Hey, Steven, we appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. Have a great day. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Talk